What is up, everybody? What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast. How are we? I hope we're doing well. I'm feeling great. This is going to be an intro because I got an interview coming up in about uh, 15 minutes with the one and only Jonah Jerkin, stand-up comedian. Great. One of my best friends. I love that dude. I don't think he knows that, that he is one of my best friends. He's a good man. He saw Metallica live in Las Vegas a couple weeks ago. We talk about that amongst other things. Jonah's just always a fun dude to chit chat with. But first of all, I want to thank the Patreon subscribers, also the YouTube subscribers, TikTok, whoever you follow me, however you support me. Fucking love you guys are amazing. Just uploaded yesterday a bonus episode of Patreon in which I named top five hottest animated moms. Uh, you have to join the Patreon to find out my top five. I will give one away, one tease. Marge Simpson did make the list. Is it because I want to find out if she has blue pubes? I don't know. I don't know. You got to join the Patreon for as little as three bucks a month. There's a top tier that's $9 a month. You get executive producer credits on all of the YouTube clips. How cool is that? And there's some other perks and shit like that. Anyway, you guys are amazing. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Uh, Fuck, man. I got some shows coming up. If you are in the New York City area, I will be at Comedians You Should Know at the Gutter, the Gutter Bar. It's the Gutter Bar. It's in Brooklyn. Uh, Green Point, I believe, is the name of the neighborhood near Williamsburg over there. Uh, Comedians You Should Know, New York, Wednesday, March 16th, as well as Saturday, March 19th, when they do their headliner show. Both shows are going to be amazing. So if you're available that Wednesday or that Saturday, come on out. That Thursday is St. Patty's Day. I will be getting absolutely shit-faced. I will do some video from that, like uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff that I'll throw up on some of the platforms, mostly on Patreon, though. I got I to find a way to reel you guys in. But it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to see a lot of my old New York buddies there, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Look, I've seen how L.A. is on St. Patty's Day. I know how legendary Chicago is. I get to cross New York off the list. Boston, I'll be coming for you one day as well. Well, hopefully. We'll see. So last week's episode of the podcast, I told you guys about how I went to the doctor. I, you know, I, I, I told you some stuff there. You can go back and listen to it. <laughs> and I mentioned how I didn't know I was supposed to fast before they drew blood. So I had to go back in. Now, this is the story of how I went back in. So I told you guys the appointment on Wednesday, and then I recorded the episode afterwards. Anyway, last Thursday, I went to go pee in a cup and uh, draw blood so they could do lab work, you know, cholesterol, that kind of shit. You know, I'm at the age where I got I got to check that stuff annually now. I think, and um, dude, I I had this thing. It's called vasovagal syncope or something like that. Basically, I faint or pass out when like certain things trigger me, and it's usually medical stuff. Whenever I've had to get a shot or I'm in any kind of like medical, even blood pressure, if that shit's too tight, I don't know. Something means like when that thing squeezing your arm, my brain is like fuck that shit, man, and I want to squeeze it back. So I don't know. I get real woozy and I, I usually I lose all color, which is hard to believe because I'm already the whitest man on the planet. And yeah, I get real pale. I get no color in the lips. I've been told. And I thought I had it kicked. I thought I had overcome this affliction I have because last year when I drew blood to do this lab work, I didn't pass out and I couldn't believe it. And mainly because I'll tell you this, and I've told people this before and they give me a look like I'm being racist. I'm not. This is pro 
black people, what I'm about to tell you. The one nurse, I told her, I'm like, I'm going to pass out. And she's like, what? Why, why would you say that? I'm like, because I always do. So just I'm giving you the heads up now. I accepted this is who I am. I'm a person who passes out in medical situations. I'm definitely going to pass out when you draw blood from me. That's happening. And she goes, you know what? I was going to take you upstairs, but I know exactly the person for you. And she took me to like this downstairs lab where they draw blood. And this woman was a very sassy black woman. Let's just say that. Very confident lady. And she right away was just like, you're not going to pass out on me. And I'm like, I just believed her. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. And it reminds me of the time when I think it's not, if I've told this on the podcast before you're hearing it again, too bad. When my wife and I were expecting our first child, we were at like a baby's R us or something. And we went old school. We didn't do, we didn't find out that it was a boy or girl, right? We, we didn't find out until that sucker came out. A lot of people are like, Oh, you fucking got to find out. I do a gender reveal. Now we don't play those games. And we were in line at the babies are us and black woman old. They gotta be older too. I'm not talking about like some 22 year old turning around, you know, she turned around. She's like, Oh, congratulations. You're having a boy. And we're like, oh, actually, we have no idea. And she's like, you're having a boy. And I was like, we're having a boy. I just, I don't know. I believe them is my point. So this is, this is like a, a positive thing. Yesterday was international women's month. I am shining a light, uh, black women of a certain age, with a certain amount of attitude and confidence, I love them. And if they tell me something, I believe it. You know, I remember one time I went to a Jamaican like uh, restaurant place, uh, you know, jerk chicken, and she's like, "Trust me, you're gonna want to cook this way." Or I, I want. She just told me she's like, "Trust me, these are the sides you want." And I was like, "I trust you. I just I trust it." It wasn't this lady this time, but either anyway. So I thought I'd broken the fainting thing. I thought I'd come gotten over that somehow. Because I'd gotten my COVID shots, didn't faint. I, I Something else came about, didn't faint. You know, So I had a nice streak going where I'm like, I think I beat it. This is great. The trick was just being on my phone, scrolling through Twitter, scrolling through Instagram, not paying attention to what they're doing to me. You know, you feel the little prick, but you're like, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, you know, I'm focused on the phone. And I did this time. And when she put the needle in and drew, drew the blood and did all that, I was totally fine. But something, as soon as like it was done, done, I started to move a little bit. And they get this weird feeling and like my, my blood pressure goes super low. The heartbeat goes low and I just know it. And I'm just like, oh, damn it. And then uh, she's like, are you, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I get this thing. I'm going uh, to just get some water. And she just knows right away. She's like, don't move. And they, they all, the other nurse comes in and they like fucking, um, they found like this recliner chair to like escort me to. It's, it's embarrassing in a sense, you know, um, but it's only, it used to be really embarrassing. But when you get to a point in your life where you just know this is how I am, this is who I am, you can't really be embarrassed anymore. I'm because I'm really not. Some people are still like, oh, wasn't it embarrassing? I'm like, it was for a while, but then I just it's who it's what you do. So if you're listening out there and you got a thing that you're like, fuck, I'm so embarrassed when this happens, own it. Who gives a shit. Everyone's got their problems. You, you deal with it. Just be confident enough to be like, yeah, it's what see, that's the thing. I'm glad that I just tell them right away. Except the woman was mad at me because she, was, she wasn't mad at me. She was just like, why didn't you tell me? I'm like, I thought I had a beat. I didn't tell her right away because I thought I had a beat. I used to tell them straight up, I'm going to pass out. So she was a little bit, oh, I, I wish you would have told me. I was, you know, I'm like, I'm sorry. And she had a Eastern European, I almost, I think she might've been Ukrainian. So she's got enough going on. So again, if you're any Ukrainian listeners out there, my hearts go out to you guys right now. Um, I 100% support, 100% support the Ukraine. The Ukraine, you have to say it that way too. Don't you have to say the? I feel like it's one of those countries you have to say the Ukraine. 
even though I'm pretty sure on a map it just says Ukraine. Well, how would it sound if I said, I 100% support Ukraine? Yes, I got to say the. I support the Ukraine. I've got Ukrainian friends who have always been great to me. And yeah, it, it, even if they weren't great to me, I'd still support them. This is bullshit. And I don't know what to do. Like, it's such a fucked up situation the world's in right now because if other countries start to like get involved in the sense that we're going to shoot down Russian planes, then we don't know how crazy it's going to go. You know, you're hearing rumors now that Putin's health isn't that great. So he's doing this because this is good. He wants this to be his legacy. Um, the guy who took back a country that they had lost when the Soviet empire fell, you know? So like it's, it's, you know, a guy who has got nothing to lose is a scary person. And he seems like a nut as it is anyway. And he's not helping my short friends out. Short fellas out there. Some of the best dudes I know are short men. Again, I was just saying, you got to own what you are. If you're a short dude out there, own it. No one really gives that much of a shit. You know? Oh, there are women who don't want to date short guys. Well, then you don't want to fucking date them either. There you go. So who cares? But he's like, what, five, seven, five, six. He's not, he's not helping that whole little man syndrome thing. He really isn't making a good case for it at all. I just think we need to send like a Jason Bourne type in there. With all the American government spends on the military, by far, we spend the most on our military by far. Like the next 25 countries in rankings, they put all their money together. We still outspend them. It's insane how much we spend. And we don't have a Jason Bourne. We don't have that dude that we're just like, you go in there, you fucking do some ninja shit. You slit some throats. You fucking kill Putin and you bounce. This, this episode's not going to be aired in Russia. But like, you know, I don't know how we don't have that. How is that not our... Because that would be the best way to solve this. He dies in whatever way. And you could even fucking slit his throat, leave a note being like, hey, I killed this guy so you guys didn't have to. Okay, I, I'm from Greenland. I was going to fuck with Greenland, right? So let me know. Like, or don't, don't let me know. But like, you'd say something like, just pretend he died in his sleep. And then you, whoever your new leader is, czar, whatever the fuck you call him over there, president, I think they use the term now, have him be like, oh, we don't want to bomb the Ukraine. We, we like them. They, they, they've got some nice ladies over there. They actually do. Dude, Ukrainian women, sexy. But like, something's got to be done. Because I'm, st you know, I'm, this footage is just—it's heartbreaking, man. There's one of an 18-month-old. I don't even want to talk about it, man. It's—I said after my, you know, did the episode dedicated to my father, and um, that I wanted to keep this more of a fun, funny podcast. But that's just—that's just—it's a major event in the world. I'm like, I'm not going to mention it. You know, World War Three could happen. I don't want it to. Nobody should want it to. Uh by the way, I, I, I'm one of those people that just fill up my gas tank. I never look at the price. I looked at the price the other day at a red light. Holy fuck. Um, man, I wish I would have bought that Prius eight years ago when I thought about it. But yeah, I don't know. So who, You know what? I don't know what the story is with that. It is it is what it is with gas prices. They were this high four or five years ago. They were this high three years. You know, and then they went down during the pandemic. I don't know what the idea is. I, I, I can't. I'm not going to talk on my ass uh, about oil prices right now. But I did hear someone say, if it goes to $10 a gallon and Russia leaves Ukraine, I would take that trip. I would too. If someone says tomorrow gas will be 10 bucks a gallon, but Russia leaves and they stop bombing these poor people. I'd say, fuck yeah, man. Because human life, I know for a fact, is just way, way more safe. Let, you know, too many people treat life like it's cheap and it's not. So fucking walk a little bit more, carpool. That's the thing that scares me, man. I was talking about this on my buddy Mike Bridenstine's podcast that'll be out on Friday. His podcast is called Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. And, uh, 
someone mentioned if we did get into a World War III situation, how do you think we would do? And I, I sadly, look, I still have a lot of faith in people, but our country, man, I don't know if we could sacrifice the way we did in World War II. I really don't. I feel like anytime you ask people, anytime people's lives are a little inconvenienced, you know, think about whenever some the internet goes down for an hour. All the complaints you see, people losing their shit. You ever been on an airplane and the internet's not working? This is a Louis C.K. joke. And they, they scream at the flight attendant, why is my internet working? And it's like, fucking calm down. I just don't think we have it in us the way we did in, you know, the late 1930s to just sacrifice for the greater good and be like, hey, you know, this is bigger than us. And yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, I'd, I'd worry about that. I'd worry about that a little bit, but who knows? I mean, we, we've shown the ability to come together under certain circumstances. I'm just, I'm just worried that I think everything's just so fucking my team versus your team. Rah, 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 bullshit. Hopefully it doesn't stay that way though. I really don't. Um, anyhow. So yeah, uh, I pass out a lot. Ukraine's not doing too well, but we got a cool interview with uh comedian Jonah Jerkins coming up. We talk about some fun stuff. Metallica, um, one of the greatest bands, you know, Metallica's a band that I still think a lot of people overlook in a sense. And Jonah mentions that a little bit too. You're, you'll hear all about that. Um, so yeah, we also talk about Chris Angel, the mind freak, just some fun stuff. So definitely, um, stick around for that part of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, I love you guys. You guys are amazing for supporting this podcast and, uh, enjoy the interview. Cheers. What is up? I'm here with my man, Jonah Jerkins, podcast, favorite podcast, regular, <laughs> Uh, a regular human being in my life. Love seeing this dude. And I'm I'm pumped to talk to you about this because you've been kicking ass in the sense that you're you're paying for experience, my friend, and not like materialistic crap. I've, I've never seen you walk in where I'm like, damn, Jonah spent 150 bucks on a new pair of shoes or that's a $500 jacket. No, but what you're doing is you're going to fucking Royal Rumble. Uh-huh. You're going to uh, Bulls games with this handsome guy over here. Yeah. You're going to this other great event. You went to Vegas two weeks ago to see Metallica. I did. How awesome was that? Yeah, uh, it was incredible. First, Joe, thanks for having me back again, yet again. Uh, I'm glad to hear that I'm a favorite. I'm always worried about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where people are like, ugh, I hate this guy. Um, no, That's I'm excited. People love you. Yeah. Uh, no, I know. Yeah, this year has been a year of experience. Uh, it's been fun. That's it's how you like- come out of a pandemic, though. You come out of being locked up. You know, it's been a while. People still refer to us being locked up, but in my brain, I'm like, you know, every show I've done the last almost full year, it's been pretty full. So I, I don't know why we still have this narrative that we've been locked up. Uh, but you, that's how you come out of it though. You come out of it by doing experience, you know? Yeah. 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 It's got kind of crazy. Cause like Omicron blew up here in Chicago It did. and yeah, we're around Christmas and I feel like everybody got sick. And then since then, I think everyone's like, you know, fuck this shit. And everyone's just doing everything. Definitely. I think that variant of coronavirus was fucking like a blessing in disguise in a weird way. Yeah. The only people, you know, my wife's a nurse, worked on the COVID floor, and the only people who were hospitalized were people who weren't vaccinated, right? Right. And so what was nice about this variant was that it was a weak, the weakest version of it. So, but it was the most contagious at the same time. So everybody got it. But if you were vaccinated, it was like, I had a cough for a couple of days. Like, you know, it was pretty weak. And because yeah. of that, it's made the numbers go down drastically after the fact, because like the numbers are so far down that even the Chicago public schools that were like super, super like vigilant on, you know, fighting COVID, even they're like, yeah, I think the mask off, who gives a shit? So, um, so that's good. I think hopefully nothing new mutates, knock on wood and all that shit, yeah. but it's, it's looking good for the future, everybody. 
because I feel like everyone everyone got sick, and then I think all of us people that were already previously vaxxed just feel like we're like super immune. Yeah. Oh, let's go. And I got I I got it. I'm surprised I got it. And that that was like right before I went to Miami for two weeks, and it was just like, uh, thank God, because like you know Florida doesn't believe in it, so. I've never felt like like it's the first time in two years that I've never felt so safe because I just went through it for 10 days, you know, so then yeah. I was like, fuck it. Like, give me that bottle. I'll lick it. Give me your face. I'll lick it. Give me something. I don't know. I'll kiss whatever you want. What do you what, what do you need? What, what, put something in my mouth. Somebody. <laughs> yeah, you get so that immunity like, going, man. But yeah, yeah. Be, be careful what you're putting in your mouth, though, Jonah. Let's uh... I don't know about that. I mean, I don't want to get anybody jealous, but. There you go. So you said yeah. the concert was awesome, though. But like, take me through it. Where, what uh, was it? The what's the big arena in Vegas? Was it T-Mobile or was it a theater? What what was the venue? No, like? it was the what's the Raider, Raider Stadium. I always forget. I always forget the name of it. Oh yeah, that looks phenomenal. Um, it was so nice. It was incredible. It was it was like it was great. Like well, first off, so um, I was going with my girl. My girlfriend's a huge Metallica fan, right? So it was her Marry birthday. Her. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It was her birthday. So then I was like, oh, you know, we've already been to Las Vegas twice this year. So I was like, why don't we go three times? And it just so happens Metallica was there. So, like, here's the thing, too, about, like, Omicron happening. It's like everyone's traveling now. So yeah. anybody hasn't anybody hasn't traveled, especially in Chicago, if you're from Chicago, like, go to the airport two hours early. Like, security is, is taking so long. It takes so long that... We went through security and we were so late that we ran to our gate and we didn't know that the gate was switched. So it was switched from A to B. So we had to run from gate A to B. I'd never sprinted like Home Alone 2 before, ever. <laughs> I mean, like, I was running and I was trying to, like, some guy kind of cut in front of me. I tried to, like, get out of his way and I shoulder checked him. And I think I spun him around. That's how hard I hit him. But I was like, Metallica, sorry. And then. <laughs> And then we like go to, we get to the gate and it's like, they're just shutting the door. Like, as in like no more people. So then we go to the person and it's hard to like, try to convince somebody that you're in an emergency when you're going to Las Vegas, you know? Yeah, totally. So, I get that. Yeah. So Laura just goes, it's a family emergency. We have to go. Can you please open the door? And then it's like, where are you going again? It's like Las Vegas. It's just like, we're clearly going to party. Well, I mean, I people think, have family in Vegas, but I hear you. It's one of those places. This doesn't sound right. Yeah. Well, seriously, I've got family in Hawaii. And it's like, oh, yeah. Okay, they live well, in it's also like when you refer to it as Vegas and not Las Vegas, like, or Nevada, you know, like. You should just say Nevada like, next time. That I, I sounds know. legit. You can't be like, oh, I, have a ver- I have an emergency in Vegas this weekend. Yeah. That you're right. You're right. That's yeah. troublesome. Uh, the only time I've ever had it where the door was about to close, I got very lucky. I was like knocking on heaven's door type of hungover. I was oh, so yeah. messed up. It was when I was living in LA, but I'd come home for the weekend. I don't know if I went to a wedding or, or I usually when I'd come home for a wedding, I would, well, when I was living in LA, I would also tack on a couple shows. So I would okay. not sleep at all and just be totally spent. But this time it was really bad. And I, I got to cut through the whole TSA lines because people saw the look on my face. Oh, wow. They were like, this dude is fighting demons right now. He's going to yeah, be bad. Yeah. And then yeah, when I got, yeah, yeah I was, oh yeah, they all, they parted like the Red Sea. They're beautiful people there at O'Hare. And when I got into the flight, finally, they're about to close the door again. I got very lucky. I put my head on the glass. I had a window seat, thankfully. And the cold glass, like on the window felt nice. But uh-huh. I remember the one flight attendant was like, if it gets to that point, you shot my name. 
Okay. Cause she, <laughs> she, everyone knew I didn't have to say anything and they all knew I had the Irish flu and I was in trouble. Yeah. And thankfully I didn't throw up, but it was, it was touch and go for a second there. I don't know if you've ever yeah. thrown up on a plane, but it can't be pretty. No, that's so, that's so amazing that someone, and you don't get hangovers either, right? No, I don't No, So I, I'm just a little tired, I guess. That's a superpower I, uh, in my mind. Stupid Joe, but like speaking of drinking, so we, so we missed the flight and it's the, it's the weekend of Vegas. It's after Omicron. So like there's no flights available. Right. And we have Metallica tickets that night. So we get bumped. We call and then we're on the first flight Saturday morning, seven o'clock AM. And, uh, and then we get that. This is at like 10 AM and we get on um, standby at four 30. So we're like, do we just sit here? Like, what do we do? Cause like, we don't want to miss the, um, the concert. And, uh, luckily, like I'm just refreshing American United, all this stuff. And all of a sudden, like a three o'clock flight opens up for two tickets. We grab those tickets and then we're like, what do we do? And then we're like, should we just have a O'Hare bar crawl? So we did a bar crawl at O'Hare. So we had a drink like in every bar and thank God O'Hare has a shit ton of bars. And it was like, Joe, I, I forget what it's called. But I found this like little dive bar feeling at the O'Hare airport. They had like a little tiny hot dog, like boiling machine with like a if i felt like i was at like a like a chicago dive bar i feel like i know what you're talking about yeah it was amazing and i got we got drunk we 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 flew back to las vegas the concert starts at six we don't get in until seven we check into our hotel and then we try to get to the uh we we don't get to the stadium until 9 p.m and at 9 p.m the opening band is playing their last song and the metallica comes out so we like just we just made metallica who was the opening band? I, it was Gretchen. Um, I don't know. It was like a girl's name, but it's a bunch of guys. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. Sorry. Gretchen. The listeners and watchers are probably going to be like, I know. I know. It's like Gretchen Fleek or something. Uh, that's okay. What was Metallica's opening song? Uh, they didn't play Master Puppets. What did they play? I forgot. Like I, I just went for Laura. And then I, I used to li listen to Metallica when I was a kid. And uh, I forgot that I fucking love Metallica, but I couldn't remember a lot of other songs. Well, they have so many hits too. I feel it's like Metallica... incredible how many how many hits they have. Yeah, right. Like every song they played, I'm like, oh, I fucking love this song. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about this song. And then it was great, man. I think they played Enter Sandman first. Damn, that's a way to start a concert because it's already dark. When usually you know it gets completely dark when a band takes the stage, and then to hear that song with that kind of creepy intro, yeah, love it. That's a good it choice. Was amazing, yeah. It was so good. Uh, it, was, it was Greta Van Fleet. Fleet was the opening. Okay, I've heard that name. Yeah, they're pretty good for what we saw. Isn't it the name of a, a person who said their own show on Fox? Or is that Greta Van something or other? I don't know. Yeah, I Greta Van Fleet. Okay, well, now let me ask you this too. Because like Metallica, I don't know if they're reaching a younger audience. I think most of the people who really, really love Metallica probably range from 35 to 50. How? What was the age range of the concert? Oh, I've never felt so young at a concert before. <laughs> there we go. I've so never felt I'm... so so young, and I never I've never been to a concert where I'm like everybody just is hoping that you could smoke in here. Like, it was like a bunch of like old bikers. Uh, it was it was crazy. Yeah, that's a trip I want to make. I want to see a concert in Vegas. Every time, see when I go to Vegas, it's such a time where I'm split between two groups of friends I've had, uh -huh. where the one group is like. We're going to be poolside, drinking, having fun. That's like their move, right? Yeah. 
then and then maybe some gambling at night but pool during the day then the other side is just sports book all day long we're betting on games then maybe we'll hit you know some table games later on too but that's like the thing i kind of want to do a mix i would like to have a day where you are poolside even though we guys can see with my white skin Mm -hmm. here's my move sunglasses but i'm sitting i'm sitting on the edge of the pool i got my legs in the water so yeah. I'm, wearing some, I'm wearing some cool swim trunks, right? Are you I kicking got, your legs though? Are you kicking your legs? I'm not like a little kid learning how to yeah. do flipper moves or whatever, but I got the legs in the water. So I'm wearing like cool. I remember last time it was the football season. It was in October and a lot of people are, you know, repping their team. So I'm wearing a bears Jersey and I got sunglasses on, but what I do is I get like a handful of water and wet the hair. So it looks like I just got out of the pool uh, and yeah. I'm rocking shades. Right. And I drink what in my hand. Of- what kind of shades are we doing aviators are we doing like the kind of the more square more square i have okay. aviators though i don't mind aviators i could pull them yeah. off but what i'm, I'm kind of wearing like men in black type sunglasses yeah you know? yeah i could see that yeah where that's it good. just it looks cool and then you got the hair wet it's dripping down a little bit yeah it, just, it looks like it tells people to go that guy's fucking fun over there that's a fun like guy you, you know? are you sitting are you sitting on the edge like hands over your like your waist or are you putting that thing where you like put your arms down so you're flexing your triceps kind of like inadvertently while you're doing that where you kind of like kind of looking a little bit like that my arms are down and i will say a line i've said many times before you know i'm showing the buys you know the biceps you got you know curls for girls and the the tries are for the guys you know you gotta i'm kind of like leaning almost like i'm not leaning back see i think women when they sit this when women are on the edge of the pool they got their ass on the edge there they're kind of kicking their legs out in the water and they're leaned back completely where their hands you guys can see this on camera. They're they're almost like on their forearms a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because they're because they're like flattening their stomach out and they're yes. sticking their breasts out a little more. Yeah, it's like, and it's just like this is a, a sexy kind of look. We're both it is sexy. Right now. Yeah, and uh, oh, at their set list, by the way, uh, Metallica opened up with Whiplash. That was nice. Good. That yeah. was Nirvana's favorite. Uh, Kurt Cobain's favorite Metallica song was Whiplash. Really, dude, it's so yeah. good. And then they then they went in the ride the lightning. And the memory remains and seek and destroy. Like, I mean, think about that. If they go to memory remains, seek and destroy, fuel, one, which I forgot how much I loved one, like Sabatru, Moth into Flame, then it's kind of newer, I think. And then wherever I may roam, for whom the bell tolls, which is amazing, Creeping Death, Fade to Black, Master Puppets. And that's what they ended on. And then their encore was Battery, Nothing Else Matters, and Entertainment. So they, they closed on Entertainment. Okay, they closed. That's the one you got. Because there's yeah. certain songs as a fan. You you start to notice. Oh, I haven't heard this yet. Mm-hmm. I bet I bet that song will be the encore. Yeah, you know, like it just it just sucks. Like Laura and I were talking about like our favorites, and like both of us are like probably arguably their worst songs. Like my favorite is uh, uh oh I forget, uh, but hers is like the hero the hero remains from Spider Man. Hero 2. of the day. Hero of the day. Yeah. yeah. The great song. I'm the hero of the. Day. I can't day. sing, but yeah, yeah. it's. I remember the music video like in that. That that was on Load. I want to say that's that out that album like right. ninety six or something ninety seven. Like reload. Uh, Mine was on uh, Garbage Inc. Do you remember that or Garage Inc. Garage Inc. Yeah, <laughs> Garbage Inc. Garbage Inc. Um, yeah, I remember that album. Was it? Um, yeah. the, what was the single off that? It's the. I mean, I listened to it. It's probably their worst song ever. But. There was one where like I remember the music video. Lars is in like some. Dr- like stage and the and it's like rotating him while he's playing the drums some like weird oh, like, machinery yeah. thing yeah. and what's the song where they have the old lady at the end of it Fuck. i don't know i don't know 
See, I'm going to go on Metallica kick after this. I'm busting it out. Oh, dude, I, I've been on such a kick since then, and I'm, I just keep forgetting, like, God damn, I fucking love... I wish they played Ain't My Bitch. I love that song. Oh, that uh, one is great. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're like... I just forgot how great they are. <laughs> so how nuts did the crowd go when Anderson Sandman finally kicked in? Dude, it, insane. Like, there... I mean, there was this, like, old guy in front of me who was, like, all gray hair, like, still really long, like... Like he probably had these pants with the with the uh, uh, wallet chain. <laughs> I mean, he was having. The, I wanted to adopt him. I just wanted to like hug him and just like kind of. I wanted to pick him up and like like dance, make him dance a little bit with us. Um, it just was kind of you know you forget that because uh, Laura and I aren't. We don't. I, we definitely didn't look like we should know the music. You know, it's the same thing like when you go to the Royal Rumble because you don't look like you should like wrestling because it's like. If you do a Venn diagram of like people that like Metallica and like people like wrestling, it's just like a circle. There's no like over, you know, it's just all overlap. You know, it's everyone in the middle. And like Laura and I are kind of outside, so it's kind of weird when you see like normal people that are dressed kind of normal. You just kind of give yourself a little like, hey, yeah, look at this, we're here. <laughs> like, hey, right? Like, if I saw you, I'd be like, what are we doing here, huh? We're Metallica, fans? you know. I hear you, but yeah, Metallica is such a big band though that people have to assume that it's not going to be everyone who looks and acts the same. Yeah. And with pro wrestling, but I see what you're saying though, because Metallica was at its most popular, what, mid late 80s? Yeah. You know, when was wrestling really at its zenith? Mid, late yeah. 80s. So yeah. they do overlap from a fan base perspective. Yeah. But I got to give you some shit. And I'm shit because I'd probably say it this way too. When you're like normal people, I know. That diehard fans of these bands and wrestling aren't normal. I, I know you mean, but like people who just, we just dress regular. Let's say regular, I guess. Yeah. Or like average. I don't know. Cause there every now and then you see some people at some of these shows and you're just like, Oh, you're, this is your life. You're yeah. fucking, I, I mean, like, I, I own the albums and I listen to them in my car, but th you live this. This is your, yeah. 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 You've been everyone. But you know, so the craziest thing too is like watching first off. I mean, I've never seen Metallica before. Uh, but I mean, they're in their, what, in their sixties now? They're still incredibly, incredible musicians, just like fucking ripping it up. And then you, you like kind of have this like weird thought when you look at them where you're like someone, someone out there is probably like, oh, my grandpa's killing it up there. Like those are, they're grandpas now. That's in, could you imagine like Man. growing up your grandpa's in Metallica? No, I can't. Like that's insane. That's yeah, because it's rock star is not a grandpa type no. job, you know, it's like, not like Lars is probably a grandpa and he's fucking ripping the drum set. That's fucking insane, man. I know. And they I I I dude, I I bet you they're better now live than probably 20 years ago because they have 20 more years of experience. And they're know? probably not as high. And yeah, you know what I mean? And like drunk. yeah, they're all clean now for the most part. Better show, yeah. They're watching after they're eating yeah. right. You know what I mean? They're taking care of themselves yeah. at this stage. So yeah, they probably do sound way better. I never even thought of that. But they're but it's, been a, a band for over forty years. Forty years. My God, man! Can you playing... imagine what comedy will be like? Like what our comedy would be like when we're in our fifties doing stand up? Right. Yeah. It, but the thing is, is, for us, I feel like there's like diminishing return. Like think about just doing the same your first album. Think about doing that first album for forty years. Oh no, yeah, that wouldn't hold up at all. I mean, it'd be weird yeah. coming out of like if you saw someone with gray hair talking about the shit I was talking about when I was 27, it'd be really yeah. bizarre. 
And these songs still hold up and they're great. And like, I, I couldn't believe too, like I can't imagine being in your sixties and playing drums like Lars plays for two hours. I mean, that dude was just non, not nonstop, almost no breaks, just like, just like fucking hitting it. For, that's, that's physical, that's like peak physical ability. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Maybe he's maybe they are still on cocaine. Because <laughs> how the fuck Probably, are you keeping that up? Yeah, yeah, that is exhausting when you think about it. I don't know if I could do that. You know what I thought about from our perspective as comedians? I'm gonna be a grandpa one day, I'm sure. Yeah. My grandkids will be able to go on YouTube and hear my jokes. I don't know if I like mm -hmm. that. <laughs> I feel like I, I don't want them hearing that shit. I know. Gee, grandpa Dude. liked oral sex. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's gonna be yeah, ugh, gross. I know. Not a fan. Not a fan. Well, we're getting old, Jonah. So did it put so your girlfriend, massive mm -hmm. Metallica fan. Yeah. Did was she reacting like one of those 80s hair metal chicks? You know what I mean? There's some there are some songs that she I mean, like I mean, if we get drunk at a karaoke bar, she'll sing uh what's what was she saying? She'll sing Metallica. Like she just like loves it. Were there any older women there flashing boob? No, nah, I didn't see that. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Because, you know, it'd be uh, great if you did see that and say it was a woman in her 60s and and Metallica's in their 60s and you looked and you were like, you know what? Like Metallica, her boobs are still up there rocking it. They're still, <laughs> still rocking it, hanging yeah. in there, you They're know? They're still holding up okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like a fine line, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's insane like dating like Laura because like, like we're seeing Tool on Thursday. In Chicago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we might go back to Las Vegas in a September because Nine Inch Nails is playing. When in September? Uh, I think end of September, I think. They're playing in Hollywood. Okay, my, my birthday is September 21st. And I was thinking maybe I got to make it. Maybe I should. I love Nine Inch Nails. Let's um, go. Dude, yeah, that might be a fucking fun thing to do. Dude, I, and I, then yeah, Chris Angel is there and he, he has a new show that he calls a prequel. So it's a prequel to his to Mind Freak. And that makes no sense to me because he's like 50, but like, it's just insane. Dude, I used to be obsessed with that show to the point where a few of my friends had to be like, he's not a wizard. Okay. You know, it's yeah, yeah. you know, he's not really levitating and there's, all, these are all tricks. And I remember just being like, dude, I think some people just, they could tap into that part of their brow. I was like making him out yeah. to be like the Scarlet Witch. Um, did I, did I mention this on your podcast before about seeing Chris Angel? I think you were talking about how you were going to see them, but I don't know if you yeah. actually gave us dude. a playback. I any of your listeners that like want to see, I mean he's he's obviously an incredible magician, magician, but like he's still like stuck into like I was famous in the early aughts. He yeah. is one of the most problematic. There's a there's a centerpiece of his where he talks to the crowd, and it's incredibly problematic to the point of like you just look at each other being like, did he just say that? Like <laughs> he he invited this girl on the stage and he does like kind of like close magic and clearly one girl is a plant. She's like this tall blonde stripper looking girl with huge tits. Like, yeah. and every, everyone else are just like these like normal tourist people. And then he like does this trick with a purse and he's like, all right, I want you to stick out one finger or two fingers uh, to hold your purse. And this one girl sticks out one. And then he looks at the crowd. And he goes, Oh, it's funny. Cause I thought most girls like two fingers. Ooh. Yeah, and then he also like has a cat. He has a phone, and he goes, "This is your cat." And then she goes, "Yeah." And he starts like touching it. He goes, "He goes, if you want to pet, if you want the want the kitty to purr, you got to pet it." And he looked right at her, and we're like, we're in the audience just being like, "What is what is what is going on here? This is incredibly." And then, dude, Joe, he he all of a sudden switches gears. 
and uh, he plays a video with the uh, the head guy of Twisted Sister singing "We're Not Gonna Take It," but it's a cappella. So it's like "We're Not Gonna Take It," no, and he's in all white, like, and it's like you know, winds blowing, and then all of a sudden it shows pictures of kids, and it has like you know uh 2000 to 2008 on there and it's like we find out that it's it's this this video is in memory of all these kids who died of cancer oh my god i know but then you're like we're not going to take it like we're not going to take kid cancer anymore or these kids couldn't take life anymore so it's like you couldn't like figure out what was going on a little weird shift after watching a guy sexually yeah. harass a girl in front of five thousand people to be like hey child yeah. cancer boo yeah, and then Chris Angel goes. This next, uh, this next trick is dedicated to all the kids that have cancer out there. You know, whatever. And because I guess you find out his kid has cancer, oh, had cancer. Sad. It's really sad. But then it's a very sexualized, like girls in bikinis, like trick. You know. And then he goes. Uh, he goes. Before I do the next trick, I want to introduce my brother from another mother. He's one of my best friends. You'll understand why I say that. Uh, everybody, flavor, flav, and flavor, flaves in the crowd. <laughs> And he's sitting, we didn't realize he's sitting a row in front of us to the right, you know, but we don't have good tickets, you know? So he gave his best <laughs> friend like bad tickets to show. <laughs> like it was <laughs> incredible. It was, like for the senses, it's like one of the best shows to see. It's, you got to see it. It's crazy. Does he still dress like early 2000s? Yeah. Like Ed Hardy and shit like that. Yep. But he's like 50 now and he's, you know, you can tell his, and then like, I think his, his new kid must have been sick or something. So then he like he introduces the nurse that's that's helping his family out. You know, it's kind of sad. And then he just like starts going on this. He starts crying and he goes on this like tirade. I think he's kind of fucked up. And he was just like, I can't fucking believe how fucking great you are. Like if you weren't fucking here with the rest of our fucking kids, and he just kept like you know he was doing something really nice, but it was just this like. I, I mean, it it was insane. It, it, like see Chris Angel. Yeah, the mind freak, everybody. Does yeah, he still have a show? I missed that TV show. No, he doesn't have the a theme show. The song was amazing. I yeah. am the mind freak. Oh, he <laughs> played during every song, every every trick, he plays I am the mind freak during it. So that's just on constant loop. And uh, it's insane. Dude, I fucking love it, man. All right, well, yeah. we're going to plan a Vegas trip. I want to do Vegas, Jonah Jerk and stuff. I kind of want to go with your girlfriend more than you. Not yeah. in that way, only because she seems to be like the ultimate let's fucking go to Vegas type of type of lady, you know? Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. I mean, I can't even imagine after a Metallica concert, what you guys did to that hotel room. Good Lord. Broke the bed. Oh, no, we just got fucked up instead. And yeah, that happens too. Yeah, hey, well, we're getting older. I'm sure that's the thing. All Everyone in that crowd, if they would have saw Metallica in 1989, they'd have been banging in the parking lot. Now oh, I know. older. Now they're I sipping know. wine and resting that hip, you know. I mean, they got to pay. They got to pay their babysitter, baby. That's true, man. That's true. Very yeah. true. All right, Jonah, dude, you're the best. Tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, you can find me at uh, Instagram at Jonah Jerkins. That's J U R K E N S. Uh, I have a weekly podcast. Probably not for your listeners, but it's a, ba uh, a bachelor podcast called Petals and Pricks. Uh, we have a new podcast called uh, uh, The Blackout Diaries, which will be released shortly, uh, which is a fun. Uh, podcast about uh, drinking stories and stuff like that's that. That's definitely for my listeners. That one, yeah, that's yeah, all yeah, yeah. about drinking stories. That they do a live show in Chicago. Jonah is also one of the producers of the comedians you should know. So if you're mm -hmm. in the Chicago area, you could definitely find Jonah on stage, and he's worth the 
five bucks you're gonna pay. No, I'm kidding. Uh, More than that, ten to twelve, yeah, baby. Ten to twelve, um, baby. No, but the Blackout Diaries podcast is some is really really awesome. Everyone definitely yeah, check that one out. Good. All right, thanks, Jonah. Thanks for everyone for listening. You guys are the best. And thanks, as always, Joe. cheers. <laughs>